0: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakhiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome back to the Mind Valley podcast. In this episode, we're going to discuss how to attain your life vision by mastering the right habits. See, all of us have a vision for who we want to be in life. Many of you may have your three most important questions on your wall or a vision board, or you might have Lifebook by Mind Valley on your desk. But the question is, how do we then put into practice the right habits, the right daily routines so that we know that we can move towards our vision? My guest today is John and Missy Butcher, and this episode was filmed at AFES Bali, it was an AFES dedicated to the topic of bold visions. And so we had incredible speakers such as Patrick Grove, Jason Silva, all talking about the future of the world and where we can go as the species and how to think bold. And then I brought in John and Missy Butcher to talk about how, after you have your vision established, how to get your life in gear and to implement the right habits so you can move towards this vision. For those of you who don't know John Butcher, John and Missy Butcher are American entrepreneurs who run some seven different companies, including the massive Precious Moments brand. It's a company that manufactures porcelain dolls. You see their stores all around the world. They accumulated immense wealth, and they live an incredible life. But one of the things that's unique about John and Missy Butcher is that they are hardcore into personal growth. And they established Lifebook, one of the foremost personal growth programs for entrepreneurs. In 2018, Lifebook and Mind Valley merged and John and Missy Butcher became my business partners. Today, Lifebook is the number one program on Mind Valley in terms of enrolled students. You should definitely check it out. This episode is brought to you by Lifebook. To find out more about Lifebook, simply get on Google and search for Lifebook Mind Valley that's two words, Lifebook Mind Valley. There are tons of resources, videos, and articles on Lifebook. And what happens when you do Lifebook is that you end up with what is essentially a 75-page leather-bound business plan for your life. So many of us have plans for our business. So few of us have a plan for our life. Lifebook gets you to look at your life from 12 different categories. And for each category, develop a really concrete vision of how you want to live life from the point of view of health and fitness or relationships or family or career or finances or your environments. Now, the program is so powerful that I did it in 2009 and it's now been 10 years and my life book is one of my most precious possessions. But this episode is not just for people who have taken Lifebook. This episode is for anyone who has their goals written down, who has a vision for where they wanna be in life, because the next step is moving towards this vision. And here, me, plus John and Missy Butcher, will share our best tips, ideas, and practices to move from where we are now to our ideal vision. You learn an exercise called right-sizing your life vision. Yes, you may have a bold 10-year vision, but what are you meant to do this month to start moving towards it. You'll learn how to align your goals, your monthly goals, your weekly goals, your daily goals with your life vision. You will learn how to optimize your time and how to know the value of your time so you can make better decisions, not just what to say yes to, but what to say no to. And we'll teach you how to look at your daily habits and ensure that your habits are aligned with your goals and your life vision. So now let's get started with our podcast for today. John and Missy Butcher, and myself, Vishan Lakiani, on how you can achieve your life vision by mastering the right habits. I'm Vishan Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. So, in this session, we're going to answer a couple of questions that you tribe members tossed at us earlier. These were questions that came up on Twitter. And this was also the original intent for this 50 minute session. This 50 minute session is designed to help remove inertia. Often we have a vision, there's inertia. And the inertia could be that we have a mindset problem. Maybe it's perseverance. Maybe it's lack of motivation. Maybe we have difficulty keeping up to habits. I know I have that problem as well sometimes, depending on the goals I'm going for. Mm -hmm. Ronan, who was here in the audience, asked a couple of important questions, which I know you guys want to answer, such yeah. as if we're looking at 12 things, what happens to the concept of singular focus? Right. Or how do we execute flawlessly day in and day out, even during those days when we feel dark or negative or just mm-hmm. freaking lazy? Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to be addressing in okay. this conversation. Thanks, and John, bro. would you like to okay, take it off? Okay, here
1: we go. So how we're going to frame this up is in our second level class, our mastery class, we've got five modules all designed to help you execute on your life vision. I'm gonna take you through these concepts as quickly as I can. I'm hoping to keep it to 20, maybe 25 minutes so we can have times for questions afterwards. But if you just write down these five things, you can go home and, I mean, we spend a year in Lifebook Master, we spend a year working on these things and executing in an accountability program. So where this starts is it starts with your life vision. After you go through Lifebook, you've dialed in your life vision across 12 categories. Then you roll it up into one big life vision. That's where this next program starts. So we're sort of assuming that you've got your life vision relatively dialed in. I know that some of you are still working on it. Take these notes anyway. I think that this is really going to help. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to give you this list, and then we're going to go back around, and we're going to just dive in a little bit to each one of these items The first thing that we do out of Lifebook is we do an exercise called right-sizing your life vision. Right-sizing your life vision, getting it ready to build. Because we want to make sure that you've set the bar in exactly the right place for you. This is super important. And there are four questions that you can ask yourself that if you answer yes to each of these four questions, you can know with a pretty high degree of certainty that you've set the bar in the right place. You set the bar too low, you're not going to feel fulfilled even if you achieve it. You set the bar too high, you're not going to achieve it. We'll dive into that a little bit. Look, why do we bother to visualize what our future could be like? Why do we do that? We're the only animal that can do that. Our brains are the only brains on the planet that can think about later in that high quality away. way. And why do we do that? We do it so that we can make it happen. This isn't mental masturbation. We want to make this go And so that's what we really focus in, making sure that you've got that bar set at exactly the right place. The second thing we take a look at is aligning your goals with your life vision. Super, super important. And we've got a nice little process for that. The third thing we do, which may be one of the most powerful things that we've ever discovered and applied to our lives, is we spend some time taking a look at your daily habits and making sure that your habits are aligned with your goals and your life vision. The fourth module is called Stepping Into Your Life Vision. And that one is literally...
2: It's kind of your habits in action, your daily habits in action.
1: And it goes even one level deeper, which are your small choices and actions that aren't even like your clearly defined habits. This is about becoming... Exactly. You had Mm -hmm. this beautiful term that you came up with, Miss. This is about becoming the expression of your life vision at your core. And that's where it happens, guys. That's where this thing takes off.
0: And John, just one second. For those of you who are listening, please don't see this as John is talking about his program, right? That's not the point. John is talking about his approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So see this as an approach. So I know you're using the word module, but really, you're really right, explaining no. an approach. What we're, what we're trying you to want do. to write this down because you yeah. can reflect upon this approach.
1: This is a $25,000 program we're trying to give you in 25 minutes. And you can go home and really apply this stuff and crush it like we've seen so many people. This, I mean, this is what
2: we do. This system this is works. Our, like Christian okay. said, this is so our So thank process. you for saying that, yeah.
1: vision. And then the last one is simple. What you want to do on your way to moving from where you are now to that ultimate ideal life vision that you've created is you wanna make sure you're paying attention to your results. You wanna track and measure your progress so you can adjust if necessary. Because one thing we know is that no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Any plan, no matter how well crafted, is gonna fall apart as soon as you get into the real world and your ability to adjust is the key. So those are the five things that we're going to cover very briefly. So it's going to start with right-sizing your life vision. If you can answer these four questions with a yes after careful consideration, you can know with certainty that you've set the bar in relatively the right place. The first question is, when I look at my life vision, am I asking enough of myself or am I playing small? There's a big payoff for playing small because no one likes to fail, right? What if we fail? And a lot of people set the bar lower than they should, and that guarantees that they'll never brush up against their true potential. So you really want to ask yourself, have I set the bar high enough? Am I asking enough of myself? That's that question. Now, here's my guess. My guess is that most of you in this room probably won't have problems there. Here's the question that we run into problems with personal development people. Is this vision achievable, or am I asking too much of myself? Here's the truth. You have unlimited potential, and you also have limited potential. Both are true. So you have no idea what you're capable of. You have unlimited potential in that sense. Here's the sense that you have limited potential. You're a human being. You have limited time. You have limited resources. There are limitations of your physical nature, and you've got to work within those limitations. Your resources are precious, finite things that have got to be deployed properly in order for you to make the best of yourself. So let's not fool ourselves that our potential is absolutely unlimited and that's the end of the story. That's half the story. So those two questions, am I asking enough of myself and is my life vision achievable, will ensure that you're setting the bar in pretty much the right place for you. The next one's a big one. Am I willing to pay the price that this life vision will require? Everything comes with a price. Everything in life is a trade-off. If you decide that you're going to be a billionaire and your life vision is to create a billion-dollar company, I promise you you're going to be missing a few of your kids' softball games. Simple as that. Every life vision comes with a price. And the higher you set the bar, the bigger that price is going to be. Look, this is all completely individual to each one of us. It'll be different for all of us. But just be cognizant of the fact that the higher the, you set the bar, the higher that price will usually be. And so are you willing to pay the price that your life vision requires? And here's the fourth question. And this one we added a few years in. Really interesting Will the achievement of my life vision make me truly happy and truly fulfilled?
2: And not just the achievement, the journey. To get there. (laughs) When you say pay the price, an extraordinary life is not easy. It's not easily won. It's not easily achieved. It's a hero's journey. We talk about that all the time. It is. There's no great person or there's no great life out there that didn't have a lot of hardship or a lot of hard work. And it's not to say that everything is hard to get to greatness, but it's simply that there is no magic pill for this stuff, you guys. You really have to do the work.
1: Greatness requires great effort. It's just total common sense. It's a
2: math equation of the universe. So that's
1: a good distinction, sweetie. Will the achievement of this vision and the journey on the way to this Mm. vision make me truly happy? And here's the reason that that's so important, you guys. It's because Missy and I have set goals before, and we've worked our asses off, and we've achieved those goals. And then we've looked around and said,
2: why would we do that? What?
1: Really? Yeah. This is it? Mm, mm-hmm. That's weird. We worked for a year on this, and it's not that cool. Yeah. And so you don't want to be there. You don't want to... Your time and your energy and your focus and your resources are finite and they're precious, and you want to make sure you're pushing them in to the right place. Aristotle said, happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life, the entire aim and end of human existence. So the bottom line is this. Everything we do in life is meant for one thing, to make us happy. Take a few minutes and ask yourself, will the achievement of this vision that I've set for myself make me truly happy? So that's the first thing we do after Lifebook is we help you think through a process of, is this vision that I've set the right vision for me or do I need to modify it? If you can answer yes to all four of those questions, you've pretty much dialed it in. So what that all adds up to is a very short synopsis of your life vision, this right here. Nice little cover page. There's our little beach in Hawaii. This is a synopsis, a two-page synopsis of our ideal life. And this has been the target of all of our actions and all of our choices, all of our focus, all of our resources for the last five years.
2: But a good way to really look at your life vision is to say, okay, how do I want to live? How will a day of my life be? Yeah. How will I live it in that life vision? Right. And that but- can really get you into... The visualization. There's
1: effect. a couple different ways to do it. This is a really nice way that we really like. Another way that you can do is just describe what that ideal life looks like, what your dream house looks like, what your level of health and fitness is, etc. But the bottom line is you want to get it down into one page because then this becomes your devotional. This becomes your little meditation in the morning. You embody this. You live this. You know every word of it. This is the target of all of your actions, so right? John. John, yes. question
0: from mm-hmm. Ani Patel. How often do you then review This vision.
1: Mm. Almost every day. This little guy, this stays in my notebook. This is part of my visualization.
2: Him. I don't look at it every day. I feel like if John does, then somehow symbiotically I do. Right. So (laughs) that's kind (laughs) of how we are. But yeah, John looks at it every day. I mean, I would say I do a deep dive into our life vision every year when we do our recalibration. Right. But he's on it every single day.
1: Yeah, and we talk about it almost every day. Yeah, we talk
2: about it a lot.
0: So John Priyanka Mm -hmm. asks. How do I know what I really want?
2: Oh, Jesus. That's a great question.
1: That's a hero's journey too. And all I can tell you guys is that sign up for Lifebook. (laughs) I'm serious. That's what it is. What you need to do is you need to get somewhere for an extended Mm -hmm. period of time and seriously reflect on all the important areas of your life. You can do it by yourself if you can figure out how to do it, or we've got a structured process that can help you. And just so you guys know, I mean, even if you are the type of person who
0: is really goal-driven, right? Like I was really goal-driven, I still am. But when I took Lifebook, what happens is that sometimes we are so caught up, like moving towards our goals that we forget to assess those goals and see if those goals are really right for us. So when I did Lifebook with Christina, it was like 2009 or 2010. Mm. What's cool about it is you're going into like, five mm. days where you're having a conversation with yeah. yourself and yeah. going deliberately deep in those five categories. And I shared with you earlier on day one, how I didn't have the vision for a I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to be in this type of environment. I knew I wanted to be on stage. I knew I wanted like really cool mm-hmm. friends. And one by one, the pieces start coming together. Yeah. I think there's this beautiful ability in our mind that we often don't talk about enough in mm-hmm. scientific circles or corporate training, mm-hmm. which is honestly... The ability to manifest, Sarah Plout addressed it. And I think when you plant those visions in your head, incredible serendipitous synchronicities occur. absolutely. That's right. And
1: it's a combination of intention and allowing. The universe will not give you a 12 category smart life. Ain't gonna happen. You're not going to get that for free. You got to bring something to the party. That's your intention.
0: So back to Priyanka's question, Mm -hmm. what do I do if I don't know what I want? Well, when I did Lifebook, I Mm -hmm. didn't really know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I was in a business partnership where my business partner was putting me down on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I was literally on that verge of stepping out of Mind Valley, Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what I wanted, but what I knew is that I wanted to travel. I wanted my family with me. I wanted inspiring friends. I wanted to teach on stage. Mm -hmm. I knew a little bit of those pieces. But when you start writing that down, it's like the universe comes in mm-hmm. and starts laying out, helping you discover exactly. the plan. Sure. Your intuitive radar yep. is turned on. Totally. And that's what led me to A-Fest.
2: Amazing. right? We get that a lot. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what I want. And I think that the first step in knowing what you want is knowing who you are, finding out who you are. And Lifebook is a great way to do that, but there's a lot of things you can do to discover who you are. But you have to, like Vishen and John are both saying, you have to bring consciousness to yourself, to your own feelings, to your inside. We don't do that enough in our culture now. We're all so distracted. external, right? right? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Which comes to another question, John. Yeah. yeah. So Sebastian asks us this, how do you balance allowing an action?
1: Now, this is interesting because our last 25 years have been very intentional. We've been very materialistic in a, I think, a healthy sense of the word. We live on the planet Earth. We're material beings. And our last 25 years have been very much about what we want to see happen, what we want to create, moving toward the achievements that we want to accomplish with intention. Just recently, Mm -hmm. in the last few years... We sort of had a spiritual experience, not sort of, we did. And we have discovered the incredible power of allowing. It's a dance. It's a combination. Like I said, the universe will never give you a 12 category extraordinary life for free. You've got to bring something to the party. You really do. So
2: here's an example of how we used to do stuff and how we do stuff now. This will give you a good answer to this question. Used to be we'd bump up against an obstacle or something. It would be like we were out of flow and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to attack. We're going to attack and we're going to bust through whatever is going to We'll work hard all the way around until either we do get through or we don't. We
1: felt like we had to do it all on our own. Right.
2: So now it's like, anytime we hit up, we run up against that, you know, not first defense, but it's like, okay, this isn't feeling right. Right. It's like we're really kind of stuck. At that point, it's like, okay... Literally, we'll be like, okay, we're going to hand it over, invisible world, or whatever, however you want to say that. We'll so give
1: each other a massage, let it go completely, it go release it days. 100%, and it'll come back fixed.
2: Or at least in a better place, or the answer. So it's like, from my experience, two to three days, if you can let it lie, if it's a big one, yep. That's sometimes it's just the next morning, sleep on it. You know that old saying, just sleep on it. It's a real thing. So true.
1: So we've discovered that we live in a benevolent universe that is so happy to help us. We don't have to do it all ourselves. But we're required to do some of it. So it's that beautiful dance. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, the next module that we take a look at, after you've got this dialed in, you've got your life vision, you really have your target, you've worked on it, you know it's right for you, the next thing we do is... We extract what we call the foundational goals upon which that life vision rests. Define your foundational goals. And here's what that means. There will be four, five, or six goals that if you achieve those, you will be living that life vision. Like for us to move to Hawaii, in order to move to Hawaii, we have got to automate delegate or eliminate everything in our work life that is not consistent with the new life we want to live. So that was an 18-month process of automating our businesses, delegating what we didn't want to run anymore. And that was one of our foundational goals. Got to be done before we are able to achieve this life vision. So what you want to do is you want to take a look at that life vision and ask yourself, what are the four, five, or six foundational goals that this vision requires And that becomes the most important thing in your life. Because if you can sit here and tell me that this is the vision that you want to achieve in your life, and these are the five goals on one piece of paper that are gonna get you there, I'm gonna be asking you why you're spending time on almost anything else. Because, I mean, if you're really serious about it. Mm -hmm. So set your foundational goals, understand what they are. And then what we do after that is we drop into a regular rhythmic goal-setting system. So Missy and I set quarterly goals. At the beginning of the quarter, we take a look at what we accomplished last quarter. We take a look at our foundational goals and we say, what do we want to bite off for the next 90 days? And I mainly handle this. Because
2: me, I look at that for that one goal, that one lever, just one. And she can move a bunch of stuff. So you can start with your foundational goals. All these things would really push my life forward. But oftentimes there's one.
0: I was going to say, you're touching on a question asked by Ronan Diego. Ronan asked this. The setting goals for 12 areas imply that the concept of the one thing, you know right. how there's mm. that great entrepreneurial <clears throat> book called The One mm-hmm. Thing? Uh-huh. Does it make the one thing obsolete? No. How would foundational goals address Ronan's mm. question?
1: Okay, so what Missy is basically saying is you need both. You need to define the most mm-hmm. important. You need to understand what's going to get you there. And what's going to get you there are your five foundational goals. And then what Miss always looks for is the highest leverage point inside of that. That's why we we're such a It'll make team. like
2: two or three things fall. Both months. have got yeah. to happen.
1: The concept of essentialism, the concept of the one thing is incredibly important. And people like Vision and I especially need it because we're fighting on so many fronts all the time. Entrepreneurs, right? And so this is basically about identifying the most important thing in your life and putting most of your energy there. And that's absolutely what you should do. There's another way to look at it, though. And it's that we're multifaceted creatures made up of these 12 different categories that we want to focus on. And we do have to focus on all of them. You can't just focus on your career at the expense of your parenting. You can't just focus on your health and fitness at the expense of your love relationship. These things need to be attended to. They're not electives. They're mandatory. You can have a great life, except your health is totally jacked up. And how great is your life? So what it comes down to is whatever it is that you're doing, that's your one thing. Bring consciousness to it. Be there pay attention, really be there. If you're talking to your kids, be there. If you're having dinner with your wife, be there. If you're in a business meeting, focus on what you're doing. I really like the concept of essentialism in one thing and it saved my ass because I'm ADD like most other entrepreneurs. But the other areas of your life have to be attended to too. You and have anything else to say? Yeah, about I would that, just sweetie? say that
2: like the 12 areas or however many areas you have for yourself, we have 12, they're just different aspects of one thing.
1: Which is you. you, which is your yep. life.
2: So it's like all these things are important. They're different aspects of you. So they're all kind of the same. If that makes sense. It's like, yeah, there's 12 of them, or there's however many. Your
1: one thing is your life.
0: And they all <laughs> add up to
2: your life. So it is, exactly. there is really just one thing.
0: And I want to add something to that. Those of you who are on Mind Valley Mentoring have access to a mentoring episode I did with Ivan Meissner. Ivan Meissner, he started one of the world's big networking mm. groups, BNI International. And I asked him this question, like, how do you find balance in your life between work and running a huge company and your kids? And he said, you know, I used to feel really guilty about that. But now I realize that balance is a myth. It's not even about balance. He says, work like balance is bullshit. He said the insight came to him when he went to his son once and he said, son, I'm so sorry. I've been working so hard that I feel I've been neglecting you. And his son turned to him and goes, dad, what the hell do you mean? And Ivan goes, I've been neglecting you. I'm not spending enough time with you. And the son goes, I've not even noticed that. And the son mm-hmm. goes, the great thing about you, dad, is that when you work, I know you're working on your mission. I know you're working hard. That's cool. But when you're with me, you are 100% Perfect. with me. Nice. And that's all I care about. That's that's nice. And Ivan realized that mm-hmm. he was trying to solve the wrong thing. It wasn't about mm-hmm. work-life balance and blocking out these hours. It was about what are you truly
1: focused on? What is that mm-hmm. one thing? Yeah. And then being with Beautiful. that one mm-hmm. thing. That's right. That's great. Okay, so understand the goals that are gonna get you there. That's the bottom line. Take a look at that life vision and ask yourself, what are the foundational goals that I need to achieve? And then it's nice to get into a goal setting rhythm where you've got a constant flow of good positive achievements coming into your life based on that life vision. Make sure your goals are aligned with your life vision. That's the most important thing. This one's crazy powerful. This one's about aligning your habits with your life vision. In Lifebook, we define 12 of them, and we call these your 12 sacred choices. That's how big they are, because these 12 little daily behaviors are what will create you and what will define your life. And so what we do is we take a look at that life vision. and We ask ourselves, what are 12 small daily actions? And I'm talking small. Drink a green drink. That's one of mine every day. Delight Missy. That's one of mine. Sex doesn't count. That, you know, comes naturally. Cooking (laughs) does though. (laughs) Yes. What are the small daily behaviors that will most support this life vision and turn me into the person that lives that life?
2: Mm. I like to turn that around because bottom line is whatever you do in the present moment, which is the eternal moment that we're always all in, whatever you do in this present moment is how your life ends up being. It's what turned your life into what it is, right? right? So that's where this whole thing, we kind of reverse engineered, starting from your goals this way. Well, how about, really, it's all about what you're doing right now, Mm -hmm. like all the time, every time, every day. And those things are what add up to your life. Ultimately, your life vision, ultimately, all of your goals. So this, to me, is the Holy Grail. It's how do you spend the hours of your days what kind of states are you in in the hours of your days? mental state, emotional state. I like Missy's
1: first and probably most important. Why don't you tell your first one, your gratitude ritual? Oh. Because that's so powerful. So
2: my verse, the first one on my 12 sacred choices is my morning routine. And it varies every day, but it definitely starts with gratitude. Every morning, I can center myself with gratitude. I can talk, I can say it out loud. I can journal it. I can just talk in the mirror about all the things I'm grateful for. And when I get in that cycle, I automatically just start getting super centered and centered and centered and centered to the point where I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for my day. Sometimes I do yoga in that time. Sometimes I work out. Sometimes I journal. Sometimes I take a walk with our dog outside. But the point is to get completely centered, embodied from the sleep before in my body, grateful. What is this day going to be like? And that helps me stay in the present moment.
1: That literally sets our whole house up. Okay. It sets
2: the environment for our home and like family. that
1: radiates out to me, to, to the kids, to everything, to mm-hmm. our businesses. So these little daily habits are so powerful. Mine are exercise daily have a green drink daily, connect with the kids, be a great father, Mm -hmm. delight Missy. I study every day. I work on my one thing every day. So I've, you know, my first two or three hours of my morning are about my creative work. I have my coffee and I'm ready to rock. I can only write in the morning. I can't write in the afternoon. So I make sure I focus my best time on my most important thing, as opposed to email and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, getting in touch with the habits that will most support your life vision is a massively powerful thing to do. Game changer. Mm -hmm.
0: And John Missy, this basically addresses perfectly the question that Ronan Diego, Ronan asked the second question, And Missy and John have key personal daily or weekly habits that help them execute towards their vision.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So John, if I may share, so after I took the Advanced Life book and I learned about the 12 daily commitments, I basically went and got a habit tracker app. If you search for habit tracking on the App Store, there are so many really cool apps that do habit tracking. I played around with like four or five till I found one that really worked for me. And I listed the habits, right? Like for example, daily meditation mm-hmm. is a habit. Like Russell Simmons says, I don't do shit till I meditate. <laughs> Gratitude <laughs> is a habit. You make these habits That's right. a healthy juice in the morning, mm-hmm. is a habit. So you write down, you choose 12. More than 12 might get overwhelming. <clears throat> and then you just check a dot. Like many of these apps, it's you click a button or you check a dot or you click yes. And then it tracks you. And at the end of the month, you can see how well you're doing. And the goal is not to beat yourself up if you miss something. But what I found is that by using an app like that, when I went to bed at night, I would be able to notice patterns. Like, was I skipping out on something? Was I skipping out on my healthy breakfast for too many days in a row? What do I need to do to adjust that? So it's a really powerful self checking mechanism. But John, you have a really great quote. And I remember you saying this quote to me when I was taking the class from you. You said, if we implement the 12 habits, right, mm-hmm. and we execute them diligently and we make it like part of our daily life, it is mathematical certainty yeah. mm-hmm. that we will reach right. our life can't vision. You can't fail.
1: You literally can't mm-hmm. fail. And I track mine too. I track mine on paper. And vision's so right, you guys. Like, you can look back. If you track your habits, you can look back. And if you've had a shitty week, you'll be like, oh my God, look, that's why. Every time you're crushing it, you can look back and you're like, if you do these things, like vision said, you literally can't fail. So it's a really, really important part of the process.
0: Right. The app I recommend is Habitify. It's really easy to use. Habitify.
1: Okay. The fourth thing, this is about aligning the small daily choices and actions that are not necessarily habits. This is basically how you speak to your spouse, the decisions you make at work, aligning those with your life vision, because this is where the magic really happens.
2: And It's basically, what we were saying this earlier, when you do have that life vision, when you have that amazing vision of the life you want to live, you know, in Lifebook, it's all 12 categories. So you know how you want to feel in your body. You know how you're going to have your love relationship, your parenting, all that. So having that just on the top of your mind during the day, if I'm a little cranky or something, I'm not going to just spurt out something that would make me feel good in the moment to John because it's not, it doesn't get me here. That's just a moment in time where I'm going to vomit on it or do something like that. Or the same way with my kids, if I'm a little edgy or something or with anything. If you have that life vision, it's a level of consciousness that you bring to your everyday life. And you're like, you know what? that's where I'm going. That's what I want to be. Why can't I just start acting that way now? Like every day, all the time. That's really when it starts to speed up and you can really step into the daily actions, not just the habits, but the daily actions, the way you're going to show up.
1: The way you're going to think, the tiny choices. Look, once you've done this work and you have this vision, you know who you want to be, be that yeah, and only that. You know the kind of a life you want to live, step into that life and start living it today. And you do that.
2: Keep trying over and over. Through
1: the small daily choices and actions that you make. So it's just.
0: So Rick Walker asks us two really good questions. The first question is based on your life book, how does a normal day in the life of John and Missy Butcher look like? Thank
1: you so much. Thank you. Well, we wake up early, usually.
2: If we're at home, like, regular day in our life, in our house. And we're
1: only home half the time, so this is a regular work day. We work in our beautiful Mm -hmm. home that was designed for creativity and this type of work. We're usually separate for the first... You get up
2: before me. You go down, he starts writing, he does his creative work... I usually spend some time upstairs in our bedroom, get a nice bedroom, where I go doing her witchy
1: little gratitude spells. Do
2: some ceremonies, (laughs) first thing, and I could do that like all day long, but I don't. (laughs) Maybe when I get to Hawaii. But for me, it's definitely gratitude. It's meditation. It's time in nature. It's getting my head right and literally just getting in my body, getting centered. And then when I come out of my room or come back in from outside. It could be anything.
1: But we're for usually me, together doing work. We're sort of, for, just so you can know, she's the CEO of Lifebook. Day. And she's right now acting friggin' whatever. She's running a couple <laughs> of our companies. So, <laughs>
2: so it's different for me every day. I right. think John has more of a structure. And I kind of flit around to all different <laughs> kinds of things and put up fires. But
1: mainly we work in the morning. We'll have <laughs> lunch together. I yeah. take a nap every single day after lunch.
2: And then we come back together in the evening and for our yeah, walk or bath. Walk and then and so evening is always family time. We turn our computers off at. We're really five. good. We
1: do not work past five. We're good about that. And
2: we do family time and we love watching docudramas and learn history with our kids. Yeah. And so, 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 yeah. That's that wasn't kind too of,
1: boring of an answer, but yeah. that's the deal. Yeah, okay, what's the next question?
0: <laughs> and it's really funny how you guys stick to those routines. When I go Mm -hmm. visit them, I know that after lunch, I'm not going to see John for two hours and he disappears in the room. (laughs) I'm not sure if they're practicing Category 13 or (laughs) he's napping. After 5 p.m., boom, computers closed, no more business talk. It's really fascinating. Now, the next question from Rick is, is it best to set your life book for the next 20 years or the next five years?
1: It's up to you. We do five. We've always Mm -hmm. done five. And that was probably a relatively arbitrary decision early on, but it proved to work pretty well.
2: But we've actually had kind of both because we've had our property in Hawaii for almost 20 years. years. Yeah, that's right. So we've always known that that's on the horizon, that's coming, but we work really in five-year increments.
1: Five years ago, it showed up as, okay, guys, it's time for you to really start figuring this out. Five was probably relatively Mm -hmm. arbitrary, but it seems to work well for most Mm -hmm. people. Again, there are no rules in Lifebook. This is a personalized, fully customized system. We've got it very well structured, but you can, you can work it. modify it in yeah. whatever way works for you.
2: Yeah.
0: Now the next question is from Carol Butters. And Carol asks us this, how do you fit it all in? Working on your businesses, your life book, your workouts, your art, and the everyday necessities of life. Time management is my greatest challenge. Yeah,
1: right. for sure. Everybody- we get it, you oh, guys. Yeah, we it. totally get it.
2: That's a thing that happens. I mean, yeah. I would say we do it a number of different ways, for sure, our 12 sacred choices that ensures that the basics right. get Will be right? attended
1: to, yeah, period. for yeah.
2: sure. And truthfully, you can't do everything in one day. Yes, you can't right. even cover your whole life in a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do your best, and as things come up and as interests you know, arise or categories are like, hey, I need some help over here, it's definitely an ebb and flow. I like what you said earlier about balance is a myth. It's true. You can't always do everything all at once.
1: It's a moving target, right? It's, yeah,
2: it is. I mean, it's an organic thing that we're doing, you right. guys. We're it's organic called
1: living life on Earth.
2: Right. <laughs> in organic forms and having this amazing experience in this soup.
1: But so, I'll tell you what the best we can do is this structured rhythms. Structured rhythms are what ensure that you'll get to right. everything important. So what that means is You can either work out whenever you feel like it in whatever combination you want, or you can have a structured rhythm of working out for X amount, whatever your deal is. And we found that structured rhythms are absolutely the way to go.
2: And that's not to say that like our life is super structured. No. It says that, look, we know that we've got to have a healthy diet. We've got to take care of our bodies. We've got to spend time with our kids. So let's talk about
1: that. Yeah. So how do we have a healthy body? How do we attend to our nutritional needs? Well, we get a Vitamix and Mrs. has got a great smoothie recipe and you start to set up your systems and processes so that you don't have to kind of reinvent everything. And
2: your morning or your day, there's a certain point that is kind of maybe structured, like you're going to eat that or you're going to drink that at that time. You're going to work out at this time. You're going to go to yoga. But then what happens is once you have those things in place, you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. There's a great quote, doing something 99% of the time is really hard. But hundred percent is easy.
1: Right, takes away the internal debate.
2: It. Yeah, it's like just part of the process, so you just do it.
1: I want to just say one more thing about structured rhythms and about systems and processes. Our overnight date is our number one love relationship strategy, and that's really, really hard for a lot of people. The way to dial that in is you get your child care figured out. You make it every week. It's Thursday. It start. You put a system in place. To ensure that that's going to happen. If it's a one-off every week, if you've got to put all so that energy, energy. In to make it happen every yeah. week, you're going to fail, you know, three quarters of the time. But if you've got it dialed in, where you know the hotel, you know the restaurant, you know the babysitter, everything's dialed in, and it's just a process that runs vision. You're so good at this systems and processes, so that you don't have to do constant one-offs all the time. Mm-hmm. That really helps. But guys, listen. It is just like Miss said, it's the way life is. We've got a lot to attend to. Yeah. We want to achieve excellence across the board in every area of life. That's a big job. Yeah. And we got to kind of feel our way through it.
2: And you got to just stay as conscious as you can. I yeah. just
1: want to give
0: you guys a tip on systems and processes, right? Yeah. How I did mm-hmm. it. Because right now, the reason I can take on the work that I do is because collectively, Mind Valley has some 300 people working on different divisions. But how it started, was way, way, way back. I was working from a Starbucks and this was 2004. And I was tracking my time and time logging is a really, really cool practice to have. And I discovered that I was spending four hours a day doing customer support. Back then we had a tiny site selling meditation CDs. Four hours a day was just customer support, replying to customers. And then I measured what my hourly rate was And what I did was I looked at how much was I earning. Mm -hmm. It was basically a one-person company. At Mm -hmm. that point, Christina was working as a volunteer for the UNHCR, so it was just me. I didn't have a business partner with me yet. And I measured and I figured out that I was making, and this is the truth, it was really tiny. It was like 13 bucks an hour. I was making 13 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Every hour I was breathing, right? So 13 Mm -hmm. times 24 is what Mm -hmm. I made on an average day. Mm -hmm. Now what I did was knowing that my time is worth 13 hours, I looked at what was I making for the time I worked. I was working 10-hour days. Mm-hmm. So let's say it came up to 20 bucks 20, an hour. 20 bucks, yeah. Now, I got on Craigslist. Back then Craigslist was the big site and I searched to see what it would cost to hire a customer support agent in my mm-hmm. city, which was Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> it was 7 bucks an hour. So I knew, okay, I'm yep. making 20 bucks, 20. <laughs> but I can hire someone <laughs> for 7 bucks. So immediately I knew to hire a person to take care of that customer support. And that was my first ever employee, Adele. Now that freed up four hours of my time. Now what did I do with that four hours? I did what I knew was higher leverage work. I was a programmer, so I could code. So I started coding and improving the website, optimizing our checkout Mm -hmm. and our sales grew. And then when I got that to a certain level, I found that my hourly rate was now 50 bucks an hour. Now I no longer wanted to code, I wanted to think strategically. So I looked, how much would it cost to hire a coder? It was 30 bucks, but now I'm making 50 bucks an hour. So great, it made perfect sense to hire a coder. So I brought in a guy from Finland, Hanu, 30 bucks an hour. So using this methodology, what happened is my hourly rate started going higher Mm -hmm. and higher and higher and higher. And the team is also growing and growing and growing and you're delegating. But what happens is now all of the stuff that you need to do gets done but you become super disciplined and only doing what matches your hourly rate. So I now got like super disciplined for it. So I will sometimes get a request to be in a podcast or a radio interview, and my team knows to send a simple query form to whoever is requesting the interview, and 90% of the interviews I'll say no to. Because the thing is, my hourly rate now is so high, if that podcast or that interview isn't going to generate enough traffic for that, it's just not worth my it's time. Fantastic. I don't need the extra publicity, So good. right? So, so good. this is how the team grew. This is how I was able to create AFES, create all of these other things. And it's a really, really cool practice. Thanks for sharing You must that, know man. your hourly rate. You must outsource anything you can that you can outsource for less than your hourly rate. Don't be afraid about getting your team to grow because if you know how to pick the right people, and that's another whole skill you got to learn. Your team is going to grow, but what happens is your influence grows, your power grows, your ability to make each hour of your time magnify Beautiful. and create things in the world expands, and that's when your business really starts taking Well,
1: let me just Amazing. say that also can apply to your personal life. Miss and I have worked Best with a lot life. of chiropractors, <clears throat> and chiropractors have the same problem. They come in overwhelmed and exhausted. And they've got too much, right? Yeah. Just, and we discovered the same thing one year. I was like listening to these stories over and over of, geez, I get home at 7.30 and the kids are running around. We got to cook. And by the time we get done doing the dishes and putting the kids to bed, we got no time for each other. And, you know, Mm -hmm. this was the thing. And one year we realized, you know what? If you're seeing patients for a full hour, you're a $500 an hour professional. What the hell are you doing the dishes for? Mm -hmm. Instead of spending time with your wife or spending time with your kids, Mm -hmm. that same rule can be applied Mm -hmm. to your domestic life. Hire someone to mow your lawn. There's a kid out there that needs the job. He needs the 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. And that frees up time in your personal life, Mm -hmm. maybe for your workout, maybe for your dates. Hire someone to do your dishes. But you know what? A lot of people say, no, that's not for me. I'm not rich. I can't afford a housekeeper. We're not talking about that. We're talking about- You you don't have to be rich. (laughs) I wasn't rich. Exactly. I was making making 13 bucks Mm -hmm. an hour. It's a values judgment. It's a priority decision. So- The best way to achieve success in every life category is to dial it in with systems and processes as much as you can so that it takes on an automatic quality as opposed to you having to expend a tremendous amount of energy output every single day.
2: Set up your days. But that brings us to our last point, which is calibration. Yeah,
1: The last thing we take a look at is on your way to your life vision, as you're setting your goals that are aligned with your life vision as you're performing your daily habits that are aligned with your life vision, as you're doing your best to become the expression of your life vision and be that, you want to make sure that you're paying attention to your results. We do this quarterly because we set quarterly goals. So at the end of each quarter, we sit down and see how do we do and what do we want to accomplish next quarter. And you need to understand whether or not you're getting farther or closer to your life vision. We track our goals And you guys, we set usually five or six goals for the quarter, and I usually achieve three or four of them. I think last quarter, I actually got them all, but that's very seldom that that happens. You just do your best, and it pushes your life forward. As far as my daily habits, if I can perform a month of my daily habits at about a 75% level, I'm super happy about that. 70, 80 would be a big win for me. David Seisel, he's the only guy in the world that can do 100, but he's German. That's how he does it. He's like, (laughs) he's got that. (laughs) And then you want to measure your overall personal growth. We've got Lifebook's introspect assessment that scores you across the 12 categories. We take that assessment once a quarter just to make sure you're not falling behind on anything major. That makes sure that nothing's gonna be left a chance. Nothing's gonna be left out or fallen behind.
2: Or if you chose like a goal that didn't end up panning out and it's not making you happy or it's yeah. just something that you outgrew, that happens. Yep, yeah. kick it out. Gotta get rid of it. I mean, the idea is don't be too rigid about your goal setting. You have to to get in the game to like set your intentions. But then it's like we're living. A fluid existence, yep. you guys. It's organic. Life is organic. So you have to be able to move and bend and change. And don't beat yourself up for choosing the wrong goal and then getting to halfway down. Like, man, not doing that one. Sometimes we just mark them off. Yep. See, that's not the one we're going to do now.
1: And you can see yeah. the masculine-feminine dynamic here. The masculine dynamic is the structure. You've got to have the structure. The feminine dynamic is working inside that structure and expressing yourself and finding the mysteries and the unexpected opportunities. That's what this system allows you to do. So that's pretty much our five steps to really manifesting a very well-defined life vision.
0: So John, I'd like mm-hmm. to ask one final question. Yes, this friend. comes from eni Salfo. <laughs> so Eni said, how do you stay committed to your vision mm-hmm. when you're going through... Like, dark, painful moments.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Well, the answer is purpose. Yeah. 100% purpose. If you have a strong enough purpose, you will climb any mountain, you will cover any distance, you will cross any barrier, nothing will be able to stop you. You might have a bad day or two where you just really don't want to get up out of bed and your feet don't feel like moving but it does come down to your purpose and your commitment.
2: And it's okay. Like, I think that one of the things that happens when we get in one of those bad low states is the danger is to stay there. You just keep beating yourself up and beating yourself up and saying, man, I'm such a loser. and you, that self-talk. You go down, down, down. And I think that it is purpose, but it's also just like stopping the negative flow, if you can. Mm. And that comes down to, for me, it's gratitude. It's Like, if you can shower yourself and pour yourself into gratitude or pour gratitude into yourself, that gets you back on track. It helps you get back on track, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you, John and Missy. any final parting words of advice for the audience?
2: Well, we love
1: you guys and we love being here (laughs) with this amazing. I mean, I feel like we've really found our tribe.
0: It took me a really long time to get John and Missy to A Fest, and as soon as they came into the tribe, they started coming back. Exactly, (laughs) we love these people, but in 2012 we did an a in Mexico. Now, back then, I couldn't get John and Missy to a So they sent someone from their team because they were busy conquering the world and looking forward was <laughs> doing it. So I sent someone from the team and we did a three-hour session on Lifebook and 10% of all the A-Festers signed up for Lifebook, including Lisa Nichols. Mm-hmm. So they did a series of like batches. So like 35, 35, 35 A-Festers at a time, just these a festa sessions. And I remember Lisa Nichols attended one of those sessions. Yeah. A lot of the facilitators went as well. And years later, Lisa was moving house, and you guys all know who Lisa Nichols is, right?
1: Yes, yes. So Lisa was moving house, <laughs> and
0: Lisa said, I had the U-Haul truck behind me with all of my possessions, and on the passenger seat was just one thing, right? It was my life.
2: Book.
0: <laughs> and so to Lisa, it became one of the most precious moments.
1: I do have one more thing to say, and that is what you're doing here, seeking self-actualization, it's like the highest, noblest thing that you could be doing. It's what the world needs now more than anything else. And it's just awesome.
2: It's beautiful. <laughs> nice. I would say one more thing, you guys, since you're here and some of you are new. Get an accountability partner. Make an accountability partner connection at this Fest. And see how far you can take your life, because having an accountability partner is a whole different level of accountability. I mean, that's the thing. It really weekly keeps you calls, in check.
1: maybe a monthly call. How are you doing? Did you keep your commitments from last month? What are your commitments you for really this month? It's huge. One of the biggest yeah. personal development strategies you can right put on. in place. Go out there and crush it, you guys. Have the best 2019 ever.
0: Thank you, John okay. and Missy. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Please give a
0: big round of applause Thank to John you. and Missy. So, if you enjoyed that episode, I strongly, strongly, strongly want to encourage you guys to check out LifeBook. LifeBook is a really unique program on Mind Valley, and here's why. Firstly, the LifeBook seminar used to be five to seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand if you attended as a couple, five thousand if you attended solo. That was at least what I paid for LifeBook in two thousand nine when I attended it with my then wife. Now, when LifeBook merged with Mind Valley, John and Missy Butcher, who are exceptionally well to do, mentioned to me that they don't care about revenue. What they want is to get a million people in the world out there with a Lifebook because they have seen how Lifebook has so massively improved people's lives. People who were broke simply ended up with their own enterprise. People who were going through a depression found a new meaning in life. People who were crushing it at work but had bad health or bad family ties were able to become more well-balanced. John's goal and Missy's goal is to get this to a million people. And so we took the Lifebook seminar, we digitized it beautifully in high quality film production, and we brought the price down from 5000 to 500 But this is not all John and Missy did. Anybody can take Lifebook. And at the end of this six-week program, you have a choice to actually get your $500 back. If you cannot afford it, you can deposit 500 take the program, and get your $500 back at the end as long as you've actually submitted your life book. Now, the reason it's structured in this unique way is because John wants to make it affordable to people who cannot afford it, but he also wants to incentivize people to complete it. I can say that there's a good number of people who take the program and at the end of it, submit their Lifebook and take their money back. And that is perfectly okay with us. We know that we have a massive audience in places like India or China, where $500 may be an entire month's salary. That's perfectly fine. But I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't done Lifebook, to get on this. Because Lifebook will truly shift your life and will accelerate every other form of personal development that you do. To find out more about Lifebook, simply go to mindvalley.com forward slash Lifebook. I repeat, that's mindvalley.com forward slash Lifebook, and all the information is there. Thank you for tuning into this Mindvalley podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. Our authors like John and Missy Butcher love it when they hear your feedback, when they hear your insights. And so your reviews truly matter to us. And if you feel this episode was useful to any friends or family members, feel free to share the link with them. Thank you all for being Mind Valley fans. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast.